Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, so last New Year's Eve, you didn't resolve to join a fitness club, lose 10 pounds, eat fewer sweets, or be nicer to your in-laws in the new year? Well, guess what? My guest, uh, personal motivational and leadership coach, Andrew Donovan, has only two words for you. Well done. She goes on to say, resolutions are expectations that you are going to fail after your good intentions peter out. Now, some of you fans of resolutions may, may take offense to that, but speaking for myself, after so many years of making and breaking resolutions, I can't say I disagree, and today we're going to talk about why resolutions fail, but more importantly, a more effective way to motivate yourself to bring more joy and accomplishment into your life. And Andrew Donovan is a globally sought-after personal leadership coach, a facilitator and speaker. She's author of the new book, Motivate Yourself, Get the Life You Want, Find Purpose, and Achieve Fulfillment. And she specializes in coaching high-performance CEOs, entrepreneurs, and individuals like you and me who want more purpose and meaning in our lives. And she's best known for her life-changing retreats that take place all around the world. And hello, Andrew Donovan, and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Hello, Roy. Thank you so much for inviting me to your show. Well, you tell us that New Year's resolutions are a superficial route that we know will be short-lived and probably broken, but if we're not happy with some or all aspects of our lives today, what do you recommend as an alternative? Well, although this is a very controversial subject, I'm really saying that life planning and deciding what it is you want in your life is basically an ongoing process. Oh, I see. I meet quite a lot of people who, you know, have a lot of drive at the beginning of January. You know, they join a gym, they start to write down goals, you know, they make those difficult calls, etc. But then everything sort of goes to pieces and peters out by about the second or third week. All you have to do is look at the gym membership numbers to know that that is a, a global phenomena. Yeah. And then, then that makes you feel worse about yourself but, uh, when you don't accomplish what you, all those goals, that, uh, those unrealistic goals that you made for yourself. So I like where you say uh, what works is the desire or intention to slightly steer yourself in the direction you want to go and a gentle steering away from what didn't work. Uh, I like that uh, that idea of steering rather than you know these blunt resolutions. I will lose. 20 pounds by such and such a date that never seemed to come come true. Yeah, I mean, here, here's what I'm kind of saying there. The winter, you know, after Christmas can be a little bit, you know, of a downer or a bit yeah. flat. People are broke. You know, they've spent tons of money on Christmas <laughs> presents, food, and, the bills and family. bills coming in. <laughs> 
Uh, and, you know, they, they get to a stage where they go, so what's going on now? Oh, no, I'm going to recreate my life and I'm going to start doing my life planning, join a gym, lose weight, etc. Yeah. And I think what they, they forget is to stand back and, and actually review what worked in their life last year, you know, yeah. what, what really helped them. When did they feel good about the people they were around and about themselves? Generally, they're not asking those sort of questions. They're focusing yeah. on what they haven't got, as in, you know, the best body or the best house or whatever, yeah. and starting to make targets around that. And I think that's the wrong way to begin the process. Yeah. Well, I noticed in a blog on your website, uh, com, you offer eight top tips to avoid New Year's Eve resolution uh, disappointment. And we're well into the new year. Uh, you gave us one, I think, uh, a few minutes ago to highlight uh, what worked last year and, and uh, what was involved in that. But you, could you give us a couple of these other tips that uh, help us to, uh, I know it's a little late in the year, to, to but you, maybe you can give us a couple of tips to get over the frustration of the failed resolutions and to refocus positively on the present and to do better next time. Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that's so important to do is to think about the accomplishments of your, say, 2016. You know, what did I do that really worked? Where can I give myself a pat on the back? Because we're so busy moving forward with our lives, we rarely stop to actually count the the blessings and go, God, I actually achieved that. God, I did that. And, uh, you know, we're running so fast forward, we rarely stop and consider what did we do, because until you start to magnify the experiences around your accomplishments, you're not starting from a good space. So you've got to prepare your space, a bit like when you're tilling the soil to plant the seed. You've got to feel good about yourself before you start life planning or planning your goals or whatever you call it, life designing. Because if you're starting from a loser perspective, you're not going to achieve anything really good. I like where you talk about focusing on one new area of development for the first quarter. It doesn't have to be a resolution, but... uh, you know, you just resolve, or you're going to spend more time with the family this quarter, or invest in your health, improve your fitness. You know, you pick one area of concentration. I love that idea. But uh, you listen to Yeah, I think that's that's vital because, you know, trying to juggle too many things just means you end up nowhere. And I think the great thing about our male viewers is men tend to focus and women tend to be multifocused. But I think the downside of trying to do too many things is you don't get anything done very well. So I've noticed, like when I was writing the book, it became a priority obsession. And that's the only way I got it to the point of actual printing and publishing. But the only things I've ever achieved in my life that have been good are when I've really focused. So I highly recommend you pick one area that's going to really tick some boxes for you and you focus on that. Let's move on to the broader issue of becoming unstuck at middle age. As I often label it, stop sleepwalking through life. And uh, why, especially at middle age, are so many of us willing to settle as... uh, uh, Andrew puts it, uh, settle for the life we're living today, even though we know it's unfulfilling and does not really bring us joy. What, what keeps us settling in uh, less than what we would be ideal for us? Well, I think it's a mindset. You know, yeah. people get to middle age and they start to view the best projects behind them. Yes. You know, like they're buying their first house, you know, their marriage, their kids. Yeah. 
and then they're looking ahead and not seeing any of those bigger projects. Yeah. And I think middle age can be a fantastic area to start a brand new life from. You know, often there's events like the children have left or they're at uni um, and you've got some more space. And that's a great time to go, right, what am I going to do with the next half of my life? Yeah, You've got to so. change the language because these days people are living into their sort of 90s, yeah. you know, very healthily into their 80s. Yeah. And it's so exciting to start looking at that and going, what do I want to do with the second half of my life? And take yeah. that language away around middle age. Yeah, I, lo- I like when you uh, say we're influenced by the rational mind, or as you call it, the rat, R-A-T. It's a negative mm-hmm. voice from inside that tells we're not worthy of anything more. And the result, we become stuck in procrastination. Uh, now, I guess it's okay to have a rational mind, but uh, for some, saboteur rats are running amok, you tell us. What is a saboteur rat, and what can we do to rein it in? Well, the saboteur rat, and I've characterized them in my book so they're more visual, yeah. is we've all got that little negative self-talk in there. Yeah. You're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you're not ugly enough, beautiful enough, slim yeah. enough, whatever. We're yeah. never enough for our little internal critic. And I think the first stage is to tune into that voice and notice what it's saying, because it's very gradually undermining you. And once you've heard the actual negative words, you change that language. So, for instance, when I had a baby the first time, my voice in my head at night would go, you're a terrible mother. And it's because the baby was crying or it didn't sleep or it didn't eat or whatever. And I was unconscious of that negative voice until a friend said, do you realize you say all the time that you're a terrible mum? Yeah. And I said, no, I hadn't realized I was saying that. Yeah, so I changed crazy. that. She said, are your, are your kids um, uh, fed? Yes. Are they warm? Yes. Are they happy? Yes. Then you're good enough. So yeah. I started to change that voice. And every yeah. time it said to me, you're a terrible mum, when I debriefed at the end of the day, yeah. I would change that voice to, I'm good enough. And you know that made an enormous difference to me. And there's a hundred things you can change about those voices in your head. You have to change the script. Because if you don't change that inner voice and the scripts you're listening to, you are going to manifest it in your life. Yeah, on your website you point out that so many of us know we're not happy with today, but we really don't know what we want out of life going forward. That's sort of a step back from what you were describing. In that case, as described in your book, what's the three-step process we need to go through to find and achieve real purpose, joy, and fulfillment? I think you just described step two, free yourself, but what are steps one and step three in the way you laid out in your book, actually? Yes, the book is in three sections, and the step one is to identify really discovering yourself, you know, the journey to yourself, I call it, because as you just quite rightly said, Roy, so many people know what they don't want, and they're focused on all the negative things they don't want in their life, but they never stop and go, yeah, but what what do I do? What do I want? And part of understanding what you do want is thinking about those very gentle things that happened in your life where you experience lighting up. And it could be something as simple as watching your kid ride a pony or having friends and family around or being acknowledged. 
and, and if you go in that direction, you can begin to find out some of your core values, but yeah. not the ones you inherited from your parents <laughs> or the shoulds that you got at yeah. the corporate you know, meeting. Yeah. It's yeah. the ones that really drive you, yeah. whether it's really. you know, recognition, um, freedom, um, you know, vitality, whatever it is. And once you've identified those, you have to start building a life where you express those more fully. And then step two, like you say, is free yourself to uh, raise consciousness of all that negatives that are, uh, keep telling you that are standing in your way of your happiness and that's keeping you stuck. <laughs> yes, it's, it's what I call the rewiring job. This is the very difficult job of, you know, first hearing the voices and acknowledging they're there. Yeah. Secondly, to rewire them, as in change what they're saying to you, particularly the common things like yeah. I'm ugly or I'm fat or yeah. whatever, and then start to change those into more positive affirmations. Yeah, so the I'm not good enough becomes I'm worthy and the universe is there to give me what I need yeah. or yeah. people do like me when I make an effort. You know, all sorts of things like that. Yeah, um, that's and that's, that's a tricky process, but once done, it starts to make a big difference and you've got to create yeah, a habit around changing the Especially if you fill the void with positive affirmations about yourself <laughs> when you get yeah. the negatives out. <laughs> that's really the rewiring to the positive. And then what's the step three? That's the step I three is actually, done, I guess. <laughs> it's designing your life that you want to live. Designing yeah. the life that you actually want to live. And it begins with an envisioning process. Yeah. Because if you can't vision it, envision it, if you can't dream it, you can't have it. And yeah. the famous, you know, Aristotle said that the first stage of action is contemplation. So it begins in the head first. And if yeah. you think about anything you've got in life, you normally thought about it first. You wanted it, you envisaged it, you thought about it as a picture, and then you finally got it. Yeah. But people don't do that work. They don't do the envisioning. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Well, inner and then joy I give you specific life planning tools to yeah. help you plan it into your daily planner. Oh, that's great. Well, inner joy and a feeling of accomplishment isn't always related to material possessions, career progression, or success as perceived by others, is it? What really matters? I think it's the way you feel about yourself. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Because if you keep targeting external goals, but you don't know where they're coming from, you might be going for this corporate job and you finally get the big title, yeah. but then you realize you haven't put your kids to bed for the last six years, yeah. and they've grown up and they've left. You'll yeah, never get you those years back. You can be miserable as a CEO, even as you can if you don't have any job, but uh, you point that out that... Uh, you know, it's all really inside in the privacy of your head. That, uh, Well, in a recent press release, you tell us that winter right now, for those of us in the northern hemisphere, is the best time to find our purpose. To me and a lot of other folks, winter is the worst time of year. Cabin fever, no bike riding, uh, icy sidewalks. Why do you say that winter's chill offers advantage too good to miss? Well, I think if you look at what happens in the animal kingdom, the animals hibernate. Yes. And we hibernate for a reason. Where we need to heal, we need to hibernate, we need to create the storage, if you like, of our warmth at the house so that we can be in the warmth. And part of that is giving yourself an opportunity to do some soul searching. Um, you know, you don't have the frustration of going, I should be out there cycling, it's lovely and sunny. Yeah. But you can snuggle up 
and get your journal or your device or whatever you like to log on to and start to think about, you know, how, how's this year going to be different? How are you going to be more fulfilled this time yeah. next January? Yeah, I know that. And that's it's a, a great time point. to do the soul searching. Yeah, well, let's talk, talk about, about your new book. It was just published last July, Motivate Yourself, Get the Life You Want, Find Purpose, and Achieve Fulfillment. You mentioned five categories of individuals that the book is uh, written for. What are those five categories? I thought those were fascinating because it pretty much describes us all. Well, I think this book is going to be useful for anybody who is making, who's wanting or yearning for a change in their life. Yeah. And that could be whether you have, you know, you've just had a baby and you've completely lost your confidence because you're trying to get back into, um, you know, the work uh, life. Yeah. Um, it could be that your kids have left the nest and you're much older and you're going, okay, this is my time now. Where do I take my life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it could be that you're a younger person wanting to find a university or you haven't made the university grades and yeah. you're feeling, you know, disengaged. Yeah. So really, wherever you are in your life, this book is designed to help you get there because it's a step-by-step, easy-to-read guide oh, and it can become great. your little Bible. Yeah. Well, where would I, where's the best place to go to preview and purchase your book? I assume it's probably on Amazon and places like that, isn't it, or... Uh... Where yes, go? if you go if you go on Amazon.com, if you're you know in the US, yeah. in Europe it's on .co.uk. I also you can peek into the chapter, but if you go onto my website AndroDonovan.com, you can get a free download of oh. the very important chapter on values and how to find your values. Oh, because if you've done that hard work of finding your values. And you know, coming up with all your value statements, you're you're almost halfway there. Yeah. No. I so please do your... visit my site, and it's free <coughs> for you to download that chapter. And if you like it, please do buy the book and buy the review. Yeah. No. That's. Uh, I saw that offer on there, and I'm sure a lot of people want to get that free download and check it out. Well, to conclude, week in and week out on this program, we emphasize that your best days in life aren't necessarily over at age 40 or 50 or even 60. Whatever our chronological age, you and I need not settle for a life that is not pleasing. But as my guest Andrew Donovan has pointed out, you and I aren't going to attain a life filled with joy and fulfillment until we paint a clear picture in our minds of what we want that life to be, what lights my fire, what really matters to me what are my core values next you need to answer the question what's holding me back from the life of my dreams you've got to uncover those rats the inner voices that are holding you back determine where they came from and why and why they should no longer control your mind and limit your intentions perhaps we could call it a little rat extermination (laughs) and andrew donovan's new book motivate yourself may be just the ticket to get you on track she'll give you the tips and tools along with self-help exercises to first define then accomplish the life of your dreams and i highly recommend it along with my book a midlife challenge wake up by roy c richards as blueprints to positively rewire your mind and of course even after transformation your life and mind won't be perfect none of us can control at all times external events or others behavior but i love this quote from andrew's book 
and it, it's this. I can't change the, the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. And if there were one uh, statement that I think would sum up everything we try to uh, preach and accomplish on this program, that would be it. And thanks so much, Andrew Donovan, and best of success with your books and your workshops. Thank you, Roy. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. As my guest, Andrew Donovan, just talked about, far too many New Year's resolutions simply don't work and in the end leave us feeling defeated and deflated. On the other hand, if you're dissatisfied and stuck on neutral in your middle years, that's no way to live. You need to do something to get unstuck. And I'm going to spend the rest of today's program talking about an alternative approach a softer yet far more effective approach than the traditional New Year's resolutions. First things first, you don't need to wait to get started until next January 1st. You and I both know that January 1st is a highly artificial starting date and need not influence when we launch our campaign for a joyful, stress-free, and accomplishment-filled second half of life. Always remember that today, or tomorrow if you prefer, is the first day for the rest of your life. Uh, so, for that matter, is the day after tomorrow, or the day after the day after tomorrow. In fact, you will launch your request for midlife renewal anytime when your spirit, mind, and body are ready and tell you it's time to go. When you've had enough, uh, you've just had enough of being frustrated with where you are today, you'll know when you're ready. So just how do you get started? Well, as a first step, I recommend you seriously examine your life's basic premise. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, a basic premise is what basically drives you. Is it positive or negative? At this point in your life, which type of emotions uh, dominate your thinking, your everyday activities, on the job, at play, in social interactions, in your most precious relationships? What is that little voice inside consistently telling you? Choice one, it is inevitable that somewhere along the line I'll screw up or something will go wrong and I'll wind up disappointed. <laughs> That's the negative outlook. Or how about number two? I'm absolutely certain that over time, against all odds, I will triumph and accomplish every objective truly important to me. Now, isn't that a wonderful alternative? You know, if negative emotions dominate your life today, your next task is to root out the reason why. And, you know, this is in the case with so many people, as is the case. Does the answer go way back to childhood when a well-meaning parent, teacher, coach, or adult role model convinced you that you weren't good enough? Uh, hey, son or daughter, never expect too much. Just get by and don't swing for the fences. What a horrible thing in retrospect to tell somebody. Or uh, maybe it's something you tried and failed in the distant uh, or maybe not so distant past, even if that failure has no significant relevance for today. <laughs> but once you become aware of the presence of these negative emotions in your mind and how they got there, you can start making a conscious effort to overcome them. You know, numerous real-life examples, including me, demonstrate that you can turn negative emotions into positive ones. Your goal is a 180-degree shift from dominance of a negative life outlook to a positive one. 
you might best begin by recalling all of your talents, uh, positive aspects of your life, both in the past and to this very day, projects, work assignments, maybe sports accomplishments, initiatives you're good at, activities that brought you joy and recognition. And if you had your druthers, what activities would you most like to pursue that could produce value both for you and for others? And if prior positive uh, talents or attributes or rewards are missing today, how might you coax them back or find similar replacements that would bring you the same sense of satisfaction? And what do you most love to do for fun, stress relief, and fulfillment when absolutely no one is telling you what you have to do? And uh, never fail to express gratitude, by the way, both to God and to others for those positive aspects of your life. And uh, thank those who have helped bring uh, the blessings into your life today. That's such a crucial part of having that positive mindset. You know, once your basic life premises becomes positive, you'll receive a number of benefits, I absolutely promise. The future will appear bright, not dim. The path ahead will be level, even downhill, no longer a constant uphill struggle. Your train of life will begin advancing down the track to a chosen favorable destination at whatever speed, fast or slow, that you desire. You know, you needn't be in a rush all the time to get where you want to go. You've got plenty of time. And perhaps for the first time in years, you'll picture yourself as an attractive winner, somebody that others would want to be around, an energy supplier, not an energy drainer. What a wonderful change that would be. And guess what? As you envision yourself and begin behaving consistently like a winner, your mind, body, and spirit will begin to transform to fit that new positive self-image, maybe before you even arrive. You know, it's pretty easy to fool your mind, body, and spirit with constant reinforcement of those positive results and that positive outlook. Positive results will follow, and as a collateral benefit, you'll start to bring others along to a favorable, similar favorable outlook and expectations like your own. Not only that, you'll begin attracting other positive individuals to you, uh, so you'll widen your circle of cooperation continually. It'll just keep expanding, and pretty soon the whole atmosphere around you will be fully committed, yet lighthearted, fun-filled, and pleasing. And uh, people won't be groaning all the time. They'll be talking about solutions rather than problems. And there's one other key element to midlife renewal on your own terms. And you probably recognize this because we talk about this practically every week on this program. But from this day forward, with God as a personal advisor, uh, you need to become the unequivocal CEO of you. When you think about it is, it, is it ever wise to depend solely upon someone else or external circumstances beyond your control to deliver you to the promised land, unrestrained joy of living, and a pattern of accomplishment? Do you really expect that uh, once that great uncle dies uh, with all that money, you'll suddenly be uh, full of joy and happiness? Who is better prepared and qualified to navigate through difficult waters than you in full control in your uh, 
own mind, body, and spirit. And, of course, none of us can control everything that happens to us and around us, in fact, around the whole world. But you and you alone can rest full control of how you react to any external circumstance, good or bad. No one else can control that if you want to take control. While the rest of the world cowered in the face of 40 days and 40 nights of rain, Noah went out and built himself an ark and saved not only his entire family, but also all of the world's animal species. And once your outlook on the world, on the uh, on your community, and your place in it are consistently positive, what comes next? Well, the next step is to develop in your mind and soul a clear vision of the future as you want to live it over the next 40 or so years. Uh, You want to be able to uh, steer your life in an intended decoration with a, uh, you won't be able to do that actually without a clear destination in mind. And in my book, A Midlife Challenge Wake Up by Roy C. Richards, I present several different exercises for envisioning the future, but today I'll just mention one. We call it winning life's lottery. Imagine your ideal life going forward with $50 million after taxes in the bank. If you never again had to concern yourself with earning that next paycheck, commission, profit from your business, or investment gain, how would you live? What would you do as your primary daily activity if no one directed what you had to do? Hopefully, uh, to benefit others as well as yourself, no one really uh, lives joyfully and free for long if they're just concentrating on uh, serving themselves. With whom and would whom would you spend the uh, bulk of your waking hours? What personal talents would you most want to develop uh, to benefit and please both yourself and others? Are you a budding musician or a closet actress? Who would you most like to take under your wings as an inspirational mentor? Perhaps your own children? Perhaps someone else? And what causes, local, countrywide, or international, would you support through your time, energy, and financial resources? What uh, talents do you bring to the party, and who would you best benefit? And how would you display gratitude, uh, so important, and pay back to others for your financial good fortune? But, of course, the sad truth is 99% of us haven't won nor ever nor ever will we uh, win the uh, mega lottery jackpot. And even so, I encourage you never to abandon the ultimate objective of financial independence and a completely stress-free lifestyle. And in pursuit of this worthy goal, you need to continually envision yourself earning a more than adequate living while you are compensated for performing precisely those functions and activities that you admire the most. You know, I and millions of others at middle age can testify that it is possible to have a good time while earning a living. Unfortunately for me, it took 30 years to find my ideal niche in life, but it needn't take you that long. Develop your interests, continually trying out new ideas and adventures. Volunteer for unknown uh, the unknown project uh, or something else whenever it appears to be in line with your expertise and desires. Oh, they won't all be winners, but uh, certainly it's worth trying if it 
looks like a winner. And here's the key, day in and day out, keep in mind the ideal vision of the person you are seeking to become. Continually visualize all aspects of your life once your objectives are achieved, just how wonderful you and your loved ones will feel, how great life will be. And guess what? Over time, the positive vision will start to become a part of you. You'll fool yourself into getting there before you're actually there. You'll begin thinking and acting like a winner, and folks around you, loved ones and others, will begin to take notice. Most important, you'll treat everyone as a win-win proposition. And slowly but surely, you will become the person you seek to be, and this will not be a total stranger, but instead a new and vastly improved version of you. But now let's get back to our immediate replacement for resolutions. As you may recall, my guest, uh, Andrew Donovan, uh, talked about gentle, soft changes rather than hard, harsh resolutions, and that's precisely what I have in mind. Once you have the vision of the new, improved you uh, firmly entrenched in your mind, you will naturally seek out, connect with others, speak up positively with your boss and colleagues in search of opportunities to move yourself closer to your ideal. Heck, this might even involve changing jobs or launching a new career or a new venture, but then again, uh, maybe not. You may just discover a world of opportunity right where you are. Millions have. And in closing, two important points. Point one, regardless of present circumstances, your life is never, ever hopeless. You are not at life's dead end. I don't care how old you are, how frustrated you are right now, this is not the dead end, and there is possibility of improvement. And second, for God's sake, don't lose life balance. Don't dedicate your whole life to accumulating assets and rising to the top while you ignore fun and relaxation, bringing along uh, others and serving those that you love and those that you uh, are in your community. And once you are positively motivated for success, but at the same time leading a life in balance, your life will begin to prosper in body, mind, and soul. And at this point, it's thoroughly okay to set firm targets along with target dates for completion, but with the recognition that subtle changes and revisions are part of life, not an aberration. Your goals aren't set in stone, but they're the starting point to continually develop the life of your dreams. And as I mentioned earlier, I have a book out which is intended as a guidepost to midlife transitions. <coughs> My book's name again is A Midlife Challenge Wake Up by Roy C. Richards. And through 18 chapters and 21 self-help exercises, I will lead you on a journey first to determine precisely where you wish to go, then to develop the skills and mindsets needed to launch your renewal. And to preview or purchase my book, you can go to middleagerenewal.com or you can find it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. <coughs> And trust me, excuse me, trust me, once you get started on your middle-of-the-life transformation, you will begin to see a light at the end of the tunnel that you never thought existed. And you will become more and more enthused as you progress along in midlife renewal. And tune in next week when we'll talk about accomplishing a big part of midlife renewal, a worried-free mind. 
see you then on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 